thought we were doing the whole thing. And I wanted to do that. I was thing. close. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to not King Me, but Hill of the King. Mm-hmm. Hill Where of... We're taking a look at the works of Stephen King's son. What? Stephen Kingson, a little known... Yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, my notes, it says Stephen Kingson. Not familiar with him, but... <laughs> he, uh... It's Joe Hill, baby. It's Joe Hill season. Yeah. Hill of the King. We've oh. talked a little bit about um, Lock and Key recently. We have. But before that, we were wheeling and dealing with... Mr. Charlie Manx. <laughs> Man. You don't like this? Uh, oh! da- Daniel! <laughs> Daniel, my boy! <laughs> your, your mother is such a bitch. <laughs> your mother is a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. This is the only show where um, you can watch Jim Norton get what's coming to. No. I don't know. It's just that was so fucking weird. Do you get the feeling that the creators of this show are going to be like, this is going to be like when Bill Burr is on Breaking Bad? It's going to be just like that. It'll be just where everyone's like, oh, he's he's actually like a pretty good actor. But instead they got Jim Norton Famously A pervert Yeah, famous (laughs) pervert comedian (laughs) Just that, yeah (laughs) Yeah A simpering horn dog Ugh The the other woman in that uh, Scene there, the one that he's talking to This is like Polly Perrette, right? Who is Polly Perrette? Polly Perrette's the girl from NCIS Oh, with the haircut, the bangs. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that actually who it is? It's not. It couldn't possibly be. (laughs) They can't afford her, honey. (laughs) This woman was in um, the sequel to um, uh, Blair Witch, uh, Book of Shadows, Mm. and she was in The Deuce. Well, quit holding out on us, Rob. What's her name? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. I, I wrote this down. I wrote the name down. I forgot that this was the person. Her name is Kim Director. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, like Kim, like Kimberly. Kim Director? Yep. <laughs> I'm beside myself. I know. That whole scene, I mean, we are just diving right into, like, episode two of the season. But it's real quick. Um, Jim Norton is talking to this woman who is a nurse. They're in and she's, like, trying to get him uh, to take pictures of uh, the dead body of Charlie Manx. And she looks like uh, a woman that wants pictures of dead bodies. She lo- she's, like, kind of goth. Um, yeah, yeah. But like she's like, can I? She's the hottest woman at the ho- horror convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, 
Yeah, there's like you know, like Dita Von Tees is like uh Yes. She, Precisely. You know, yeah, yeah. She's like it's like she's aspiring the, to that, but you know, not quite there. It is the um aesthetic of of like a buck cherry. Like that's the hottest <laughs> possible woman hey. for a guy who's into buck cherry. Yeah. Wow. You, you crazy bitch. <laughs> you crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, our, our finest That's, American rock band I <laughs> it really just gets dumber the more you unpack them and it's you think about you ever think about their name for too long no. It's, just, no it's a spoonerism of Chuck Berry and you're like okay, okay. why <laughs> why'd you do that this to me is the same as the movie Legally Blonde being called Legally Blonde and that being a play on the phrase Legally Blind, where it doesn't make any, it has no deeper meaning. Wow. I, it just, it just. I didn't, I didn't know that legal, that's what Legally Blonde was. Uh, I assume, because other, like. It, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, I feel <laughs> like it's just too close to be a coincidence, but yeah. Chuck Berry, huh? Yeah. Buck Why? Cherry, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That maybe I it's because they're like the they they're the opposite of Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Harry. that's right. Like <laughs> they like when girls uh, film them peeing. <laughs> There's just hours and hours of footage of them like filming, uh, just girls filming them peeing, surveillance <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we what were we talking about? Yeah. Way so Polly Perrette is not in this film. No. Instead, it's a woman who I can't stress enough is named Kim Director. <laughs> yeah, she. I almost said that's like when uh, a weather weather guy is named like Stormy Williams or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> right. it's more like if the weather guy was named like Mike Sports Broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or Mike Director. <laughs> <laughs> right. Brett Cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That you can't know how, be like, her real name, like, right? Uh, like, names like get passed down. Like, it, it used to be like, oh, you were Baker, so your last name is Baker. Whatever, right? Yeah. That's like... Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just Director. <laughs> just This is just died. like a new a new race that has sprung from the earth. <laughs> In in nineteen tens Hollywood, yeah, the the directors, oh, <laughs> yeah, God molded from clay a guy in big billowy pants with boots up to his knees, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, all right, fucking Nosferatu season two, part one, Dan. Ugh, we're doing this again. Oh can't wait for a month of my life to go by before I get to be like, and that's a wrap on Nosferatu <laughs> season two. Oh man. I, you know what I'm going to sound like by the time that's over? I'm going to be like, and that's a wrap. It's a wrap on Dan. <laughs> um, I, I, how did, how did we feel about the, the first season? Of Nosferatu. I don't remember us hating it. Did we hate it? Um, it was like fine. It was like fine. It right? wasn't good. Yeah. But it was it, like okay, it, right? Yeah, for what it was, you're like, all right, yeah. that's fine. I wouldn't ever seek this out. 
So, but why did I, I hate this day? <laughs> yeah, well, because I mean, for I think for the same reason, you get to the end of season one, you're like, all right, I think we've said all there is to be said about that, and then, <laughs> right? well, that was one come, complete story. Yeah, and you turn your back for one second, you look over, and it's doubled. There's twice oh. as, they've it's multiplied. Man, I this is uh this was really not fun to watch. <laughs> no, not at all. I forgot how um how kind of like uh you nasty. know forgot to. <laughs> hey, what did you know forgot like, to? Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like Mugatu. Anyway. Um speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I, uh, I thought that this show was so like kind of ugly and nasty and like um, unpleasant to watch. I just found the whole experience very unpleasant. Hmm. Unpleasant in like yeah, it sounds like you mean in sort of like an aggressive way, not just not just like it's bad, right? It's boring. It's bad. It's 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 no, got I, a. I think it's like a nasty heart. Yeah, I I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, just like the the whole the themes, everything. It's just like I don't know. We didn't need this. <laughs> like that, they didn't have to do a season two. Like they could have just called it quits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think <clears throat> it's like, I think it is kind of. Is this also based on? No, this is based on a novel. Yeah, or series of novels. Uh, just one novel. Or just just one novel. I don't know. I do think there's something like disingenuous about like just having a story about sort of like the trauma you inherit from your parents, just like ending mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. So I do think there's some sort of like value in that but oh man it yeah it is not it is I, not a fun watch by any stretch i i i mean i i agree with that um the stuff with vic being like an alcoholic and like you know all of that stuff uh i think would be maybe be in, i don't know interesting in something else in a different context maybe for me i just the it was just, uh, just nonstop bummer after bummer, you know. <laughs> yeah. Although I gotta say, um, what's her name? Who plays Ashley King Cummings? Who plays? No. no, no the the woman who plays her mom, Virginia Cull. Yeah. Plays Linda. She is like just a very comforting presence. I gotta say, I was like, yeah. It, she's really selling me on working class Boston suburbs, mom. She, I mean, <clears throat> she is, she is good at it. Um, yeah, she's been through the ringer, and uh, I just, I don't know. I totally bought it, and like that was sort of like the only moment of relief I felt watching right. this is like, because it really is just like. You know, we get that sort of like head fake in episode one where it seems like the sort of like, uh, you know, it's Vic and her little boy whose name is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. For some reason. 
Well, uh, Bruce yeah. Wayne McQueen. <clears throat> and uh, and she has married Lou Carmody, the, the man she befriended toward the end of the first season. Eight years have passed. Yes. So she's had the baby. It, it's turned into Batman. <laughs> and she's right. now married. And yeah. we get that little head fake of them all being like a fun little cute nuclear family or whatever. Mm. And very quickly it becomes apparent that Vic is like, um, kind of like isolating and withholding her feelings. Right. And, um, also drinking in secret. Yeah. She got secret, uh, uh, mini bottles. She's got nips. She's got nips all over town. (laughs) Geocaching nips. (laughs) Dan, you ever uh, you ever go to the liquor store and grab a couple nips? No, I uh, no no. I am grateful to have stopped short of the being like you know what. Uh, let me get a few of these ninety nine bananas little shooters here. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> this is gonna be the best Tuesday night ever. <laughs> Are you a yeah, nips that guy? Sense. Big nips guy no, over here. I, I, uh, I'm, I, I've, I've slowed down in my drinking. Um, uh, but th- there was a, there was a, a dark time when I was a nips guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like hardcore, but. You know, I, I could uh, see you if I'm in the if I'm in the area or whatever. <laughs> I could see you doing it um, for the novelty of it, certainly. I mean, the novelty of it is fun in yeah. and of itself. Um, <clears throat> the funny thing is, uh, when I <laughs> uh, like, I started getting nips every once in a while, and uh, I I started noticing that there are any liquor store parking lot, they're just going to be mini bottles in like just strewn about yeah. in the parking lot because mini bottles are like not meant to leave the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, yeah, now I just, I'm a very, I'm like attuned to like seeing like little mini bottles on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Turning them over, trying to get a little, a little less. A little juice out. Out of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking your tongue out. Come on. Yeah, like a dry desert. Come on. <laughs> Please. Um, it's also a good way to uh, try something if you've never tried it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's try a, uh, the, compulsive drinking. Yeah, yeah. Try a little co- uh, coffee with your boots. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Vic McQueen. Uh, drinking little nips around the house. Um, so we know she's got, <clears throat> she's got all, all kinds of trauma from, uh, from defeating Charlie Manx. Um, th- we also see Maggie forgot her name. And Maggie has started a relationship with Tabitha who Tabitha was the FBI agent from the first season. Yeah. So they've shacked up together they're in love. That's nice. And they, they, I, I think it's uh, good that the two flattest actors in the series get to share scenes together. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like ping pong with no ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
just the gentle whoosh of the paddle. Yeah. Just just sort of fanning each other, really. <laughs> I gotta, you know, I, I think mostly I just sympathize with um, Ashley Romans, who plays Tabitha, because, like, she's mm-hmm. like a professional actor, I'm sure. Right. Sure. And to an extent, I have to think she's just doing the best she can with her, with the writing and with her scene partner, both of which leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah. No, she's that, so big. Yeah. Jakara Smith, who plays Maggie, she is, I, we talked mm-hmm. about it last time, but it bears repeating. She is yeah. so clearly a YouTuber. <laughs> she is. Who snuck onto a TV show. Yeah, she, right. She snuck into, like, through a back door, snuck in through to TV show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are, and th- we can't, we can't forget. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Go on. I was just going to, I was putting the train back on the tracks. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can't forget, uh, Olafur Olafsson being Partridge. Of course. <laughs> Who's uh, it? Okay. So he's not, okay. F- he's not from, here, right? Correct. Oh no, he's he from, is. Uh, well, he's from. He was born in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Grew up in Iceland from age f- four on. It looks like roughly. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I didn't hear. I don't know. I felt like his accent was fully gone this season. Really? I can't. I keep hearing it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not an attentive viewer. That could also be it. I, I was I also, also watching it on a, a bus. It was very loud. So, <laughs> what? That could be it. Yeah. Um, no, I I hate this uh, character, and um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm just paying very close attention to like every time he's on screen. Just hate hating him, hating everything he says and does. Ugh. You hate Dude. it like as a. As like a construction, as like a piece of writing and performance, well, <clears throat> or as as intended. I mean, I do hate him as intended. Um, yeah, he's a but I'm also a like, simple sadist. Yeah, I'm just. I, I think I I came into this with being like, oh yeah, Charlie Manx, everybody, we're gonna get the gang back together, Scooby Dooing around, doing whatever, right? Christmas Land. I don't know. It's like being just like fucking he comes out of nowhere and then he like kidnaps that kid and then feeds his dad to like all the other little demon kids, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I was like, I, I think I just I don't like these villains. I, I am. I'm kind of sick of them. They're they're pretty um, bad. Yeah. Like I I think, yeah, Bing in season one because it was like a descent you right. know, like the 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 mask slipped over the course of the season or whatever. Yeah, that felt that because it was more. It was just it felt more dynamic, I guess. And like, uh, Charlie Manx is a cartoon character the whole time. <laughs> in the fact, whole time. Uh, Sally Field voice the whole time. And in fact, this season they try to give him. A backstory, an origin story, and oh, it's my ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a funny <laughs> little 
joke to me. It's so stupid that he so he became a a, a a mass kidnapper of children because his wife didn't believe in his taxi service idea. Because he. <laughs> Because he wanted to start a taxi business, and she was like, I'm very hungry. It's the Great Depression. Please just get a job. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, that, yeah. did, that did feel like such a familiar kind of uh, kind of thing, too. Like, it, it did, that did ring really true for me, where just, like, the shithead husband comes home uh-huh. with a new car for his big business oh, yeah. idea. Totally. It's just such uh, a leap from that to, um, well, I turn little kids. Kidnapper. Yeah. I did. Also, yeah. it's Jen. I, it wasn't really played for a laugh in the show, but I thought it was so funny when he was like, and I got it for a great price because a guy died in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, that was a very funny line. And like, I know it really, the reason it's in there is to let you know that the car is haunted on top of him being an evil, right. Strong creative. Ugh. A phrase I hoped I'd never hear again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that origin story. Because so, he is originally, um, so he works, originally he works for his wife's uh, father as a chauffeur, mm-hmm. right? They're not married at the time. And They've, they fall in love and yeah, he gets she, her pregnant. She meets this guy who talks like a weird ghost. Oh um, my God. And she's like, oh, I must have him. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Who's there? <laughs> it is so. I, I just. I keep thinking about this now. Like, it is kind of interesting to have, like, a period piece version of the shithead dad who's like gonna start a business and the the idea for the business is something called Christmas land. <laughs> like <laughs> that that yeah. all feels weirdly grounded by comparison to the rest of the show. You're you're right. I mean like so like some like dad who is fed up and he's just like <laughs> just bought a bunch of shit and he's like i'm building christmas land it's like it's like noah building the ark or something yeah. <laughs> like this guy's nuts <laughs> but, this is like uh, my joke idea that i have a life lifelong dream of opening a restaurant called pasta bistro and our signature dish is pasta primavera it's like a non-idea it's dumb <laughs> it's very dumb <laughs> Have we not talked about Pasta Bistro? I don't. I, I don't think so. Oh man, it's so that's it's a hard idea to get across and have it be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, so uh, I don't know. I think uh, it, so. Right, Charlie. So they, they're having a baby. The baby is born on Christmas. At this point, Charlie Manx is not a demon. Uh, creature right or is he no he's just like i mean he clearly has some toxic attitudes towards women but he's not supernatural no the car makes him supernatural that's the other thing right like he ain't got no knife Uh, right which by the way i forgot that was the term for that coming into this 
And when and then at one point Vic's just like, I lost my knife. I was like, What do you need your <laughs> knife for? You're a mom. <laughs> yeah, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. But uh, uh yes. No, so yeah, Charlie, when uh so Christmas, right? He he wants to start this chauffeur service, right? Because uh-huh. he's a driver, and of course that's so he, he spends three thousand dollars in nineteen forty bucks on a on a, a sweet Rolls Royce. Got a good deal on it because a uh, guy died in it, and he also <laughs> has like a ridiculous like Willy Wonka sort of yeah he's- outfit going on. <laughs> That is so funny. Like, you assume when you watch it that he's from, like, the 1890s. Right. right. And then you <laughs> yeah. find out he's just a moron. <laughs> he's right. Just he's very just stupid. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the issue with this character, too, is, like, he he's not really cunning. In the first season, the thing is, like, oh, you got to watch out for Manx. He's he's. He's yeah. uh, sly as a fox, you know? Right. And in this one, you just find out that he's kind of a brute. Like, he's an asshole. And yeah, he, exactly. His he's only, not that bright. Right. His only real advantage is just kind of, like, having been at it longer. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, right. When... Uh, so, he... Ha- so, the daughter, right? Uh, Millie. So, she's... Uh, She's around eight or ten or so when uh, Manx gets the the car. Um, then uh, his wife is going to leave him. She's taking Millie with him uh, with her. Uh, they're going to her sisters, and Manx says, uh, "Let me drive you to uh, your sisters." And they they take the car, and the car is haunted. Now it's like it seems like it may be also possessing uh, Manx too. Um, it, the little girl turns into a little demon kid uh, with all the veins and the sharp teeth mm-hmm. and kills the mom. Um, and then they, they, I don't know, do they get into an accident or so? Or they just wake up in Christmas land? Yeah. And just like it, get out. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole Christmas land thing is something, it's like a bedtime story that uh, Max would tell to his daughter. Um, and then it, I guess they just manifested it. It's like the card does that as sort of like, uh, it's not clear. That's the issue. It's not clear. Right. Right. Cause like, again, with Vic and with Maggie, the rules are stupid, but, but exceedingly, exceedingly clear. It's like, they have this yes. innate gift and that gift sort of like finds a physical object that, acts as like a bridge between the physical world and like their sort of like mental world or whatever Mm -hmm. their brain world. Right. With him, it's just like he finds Christine and instead of making him dress like a greaser, it makes him dress like Willy Wonka. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, it just like makes dumb. Yeah. Don't make no sense. No, but I guess like Um, maybe, Again, we're talking about episodes yeah. one through five in this episode. Should have mentioned that. I say again, but that's the first time 30 minutes in that I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some clarity here where someone very plainly says, like, uh, that ain't your mind palace. Daddy, that's a prison that the car put you in. 
or mm-hmm. some such. That would that that right. would make more sense than whatever's happening now. Yeah. Um Yeah, I So uh <laughs> we get ah, Manx's <laughs> Uh, no, we get Manx's backstory, right? How he sort of became, you know, the Charlie Manx that we know. Um, in in the present day, they say uh, there's a news report that uh, Vic sees, and it says Charlie Manx's body has been found and he's dead, right? Um, she doesn't believe it. It causes like huge problems between her and her husband Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has to go see for herself and she takes she so she lost her knife and then she got another one there's another she got another motorcycle i got a similar one something and i like this change though it shows that she has matured she's yeah. not riding yeah. around on a dirt bike anymore it's a real tasteful sort of like honda or whatever right yeah um or not a honda so she takes it uh yeah what what was it i don't know but like a normal motorcycle i don't know yeah not a harley something else yeah um there because those as we're reminded harley work yeah (laughs) remember that (laughs) harley work um no but she goes to the hospital and she sees you know charlie manx's dead body in the autopsy room like totally opened up yeah someone just left him like that yeah, they didn't even put saran wrap crazy. over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't want them to dry yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, and then she takes a scalpel and, like, sticks it in his heart. And he's just like, you know, he's not moving. He he is dead. So she, she accepts that he's dead and she leaves. Um, at the same time, Bing is uh, fixing up the car, trying to get it running. And this brings Manx back to life. Um, this is uh, some of the funniest kind of stuff. Uh, when uh, old dead Manx gets up, uh, first he kills Jim Norton yes. um, to take his like security outfit. But he is just this like old decrepit man who has like a Y cut into him so they could do the autopsy. So he has to like staple himself back together, mm-hmm. <laughs> get into Jim Norton's clothes. He's like covered in blood and he's like, see like dripping out from places. Maybe the, that part was pretty look, good. I can, you know, obviously the show requires a willing suspension of disbelief, but the idea, the very idea that Zachary Quinto and Jim Norton wear the same size shirt. I know <laughs> cartoon. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, man, I think uh, I think I hate Zachary Quinto. Well, I think I hate him. I mean, every, I definitely I, I, hate I don't, this performance. I mean, the, the performance is, is just terrible. But it just so like theater actor, like this very like big sort of like, yeah, I know it's like cartoony and whatever, but I don't know. I, I I I think I just hate him. <laughs> I think I hate his face. I think I yeah. It's a it's a particular kind of face, isn't it? It really is. There is a smugness <laughs> to him that he it, definitely he has resting smug face. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's perfect for playing a Vulcan. Of course, right? Of course, of course. Um, right. So, 
uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, the so Charlie he escapes from the hospital. Um, there's this whole scene where he he steals a car, um, goes into like a like a truck stop bathroom. Uh, somebody calls the cops. Whatever. Bing is able to like get a kid, put him in the car in time for like just in time for to save Charlie Manks and turn him back into like young Zachary Quinto. Um, hey, yeah, they re they, yeah. If those are my options, leave me on the autopsy table. <laughs> if those are my two options, how about you just leave me cut yeah. open on the autopsy table? I don't. I also kind of found the season to be a little boring and uneventful like episode to episode i'm like not a lot is going on here yeah was that just me or i feel like there's a lot of like drama within the family and stuff but there's so many conversations that just they keep having the same conversation or something i fully agree it it the wheels are definitely spinning like nobody's getting better or worse yeah right yeah. we have the only the closest we ever come is like that conversation that Vic and Lou have kind of right before everything goes down at the house at uh yeah at grandpa's house what's his name again <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah Chris Eben uh, Moss back uh, cousin yeah yeah um yeah cousin <laughs> um oh great <laughs> now we have to end this episode with me doing the bear monologue that's too bad. <laughs> I I'll tell you what I've been yeah. think I've been looking at that cookbook. I'm like I think it's time I did the bear monologue again. <laughs> we gotta yeah we gotta bust out that cookbook again. Greasy little cook boys. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yep. Maybe we rename it. <laughs> but um, anyway, it's yeah. just that conversation where she's basically like, "I'm sorry." I know I've been a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, but you actually have to try to get better this time. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And up to, up till that point, she just kind of like keeps not being but it's cra- like, she like, she keeps hearing the phone ringing. Um, and it's Millie from Christmas land or whatever. Right. And she takes all the phones and puts them in the oven. And, <laughs> Uh, that's it's like right before she goes to check on uh, Charlie Manx's body, I think. Mm-hmm. And she like the the house burns down. Um, so she burns the house down. It's, one of, it's the most common cause of house fires is that people put their phones in the oven. They think it works like right. putting it in the fridge where it's like a Faraday cage. But <laughs> it it's just it turns <laughs> out that phones, the phones are highly flammable. Right. And I, yeah, I mean, most phones are filled with like dry newspapers and, uh, yeah. Oily rags. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we all remember the Samsung galaxy, uh, that whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That one that yeah caught fire. Yeah. Um, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah. So, uh, so she burns that thing down. I don't know. All of like the, the drama with Vic and the family stuff, uh, it doesn't seem like, um, you know, there's like, uh, storytelling, right? Because this happened, uh, this also, uh, you know, action and reaction, right? Like, this is just like, oh, uh, Vic, I'm over here now. Uh, now I'm going to go to my dad's. Uh, now I'm going to go to my mom's. Now, I'm, like, she's just got kind of going around in a circle, but yeah. not 
not she's not going anywhere it feels like i don't know it's it i also um, think it's like very it it's made flat by the fact that both of her parents give her good advice <laughs> sure right like there's no <laughs> there's no conflict yeah. e- even with either of her parents which i don't think there necessarily needs to be like she's right. clearly in a vulnerable state and so it makes sense for her to sort of just like revert to like a more childlike just like need to be parented a little bit um uh-huh. but to just have her bouncing around receiving life lessons from everybody if you're gonna do right. that you gotta structure it like a freaking road movie you know just have her yeah have her be cruising around looking for charlie manx have her be getting quality advice from everybody she needs uh, have her meet a guy who says yeah. bones and all <laughs> um also the woman that plays uh Vic her face uh she always sort of has the same look on her face which is like about to cry uh, yeah it's like tears in her eyes 100 yard stare uh no blinking and and like and she has to look like she's she looks like she's about to say something yeah. but it, she doesn't <laughs> yep I, I fully know. agree. Um, it, but it's in every scene. Every, like, I don't know if that's just the actress's face. <laughs> well, it's also, like, the way she's styled, too, right? Like, she's she's got yeah. the kind of makeup. She's got stage makeup, but, like, not stylized makeup, you know? Like, she's made now, to look you, uh, unmakeuped. Yep, go ahead. So, she... if. If you look on her IMDb page, like her profile picture there, uh, it's irrecognizable. Completely, yeah. She got, like, blonde hair and, like, heavy makeup on. Yeah. But, like, totally different person. I mean, I like her look. I think she looks cool. I think she has incredible hair. I don't know if that's a wig. Probably a wig, right? Yeah, maybe. But... No, I, I like her look, too, and I also... I like her hair. Yeah. Um... Uh, it's just but no, she's the like, face that she's always making. <laughs> she's always just on the verge of tears. And like, yeah, she looks like, I don't know. Again, yeah, I don't know if this is her face or the makeup, but like her eyes are always like red. <laughs> like, yeah, so, like she's uh, just finished or is about to be crying. Right. Uh, and then she like delivers the lines in this sort of stunted, like controlled way, because otherwise... She's going to like I don't know fall apart. Right. I don't I don't, I don't love it. So here's uh, part of, I mean my theory at least a partial explanation. She yeah. is Australian. Uh, the, so well, that's the problem. I do kind of wonder if it's just like she's not super comfortable with the accent and uh-huh. is kind of just trying to keep that together. And the performance suffers for it. Huh. Just guess. Australian, eh? Yeah. Arsh- Arshlar. <laughs> um, born in Saudi Arabia. Um, Maybe that's so, part of the issue, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> She's not a native speaker. Right. Um, so, what ends up uh, happening is... Uh, Charlie Manx find, finds out that Vic has a kid 
and he wants he wants that kid for Christmas land, right? Mm-hmm. So he starts like sort of telepathically visiting the kid. Um, it, it looks like he's sleepwalking, uh, little Bruce Wayne, and uh, and Young then Master he's like Wayne. talking to uh, yeah, talking to Charlie Manx, um, which is not something that. I don't think ever happened in the first season, right? Yeah, this in like a season new power. one, he yeah, it is just kind of tacked on. Well, what is okay? There is actually an explanation for this when he okay. come when he shows up at um, Daddy Chris's house, cousin's house. Uh-huh. Um, he explains that they've been dreaming; they've been talking in dreams to each other. Oh, right. So he's not, it's not like he's like astral projecting or anything. It's just like, I guess the idea being that he's such a strong creative that like, he's he's able to like, sort of like create such a sense of physical space that the kid starts like, uh, sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, I'm such a generous interpreter. (laughs) Aren't you I? Are. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it, Charlie is talking to uh, the kid wants to be called Wayne. He doesn't like being called Bruce because um, he's like, makes so he's me sound talking- like a gay guy in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. That is a callback <laughs> to our graduation afternoon episode, specifically right. the Patreon half. But you right, know so that. So if you want to understand that joke, check out the Patreon. Wait, is is this only on the Patreon? This is a bonus episode, right? Mm-hmm. No, this is main feed. No. This is main feed. Oh, shit. Patreon.com slash KingMePod in the show notes. <laughs> I, it does, we have a lot going on. We got a lot of burners. A lot, right? of, <laughs> lot of irons in the fire, yeah. All right. Well, now I do feel the need to quickly explain that. And Rob taught yeah, me this. There's a line in the story where the... Uh, the character is saying how she doesn't want to call her boyfriend Bruce because of Yeno. And I didn't know this, but apparently being named Bruce meant that you were gay. And that's why on the Hulk TV show, Bruce Banner is renamed David Banner. David, of course, being a good Christian name. Yes. (laughs) Um, So that's what that joke is. That's what's going on there. That's, that's, that's all there is to that. Um, yeah. So, uh, right. So Charlie's been talking to Wayne, um, and they've been hiding at, uh, at, you know, grandpa's house at the lake. And Charlie, uh, asks the kid, you know, where they are. And the kid gives the address. Um, uh, while this is happening, right. Uh, what's, uh, what's that girl's name again? The friend Maggie. Maggie. Yeah, so Old Maggie, tile hands. Um, <laughs> Maggie and Vic have like reconnected, and they're like you know joining powers to fight off Manx again. Um, while this is all happening, they're looking for uh, like the FBI is looking for Bing Partridge uh, because Manx and Partridge attacked their house, and they were able to get away. But they know that Bing Partridge is like you know a murderer and whatever, so they're trying to get him. Uh, the, Tabitha, the FBI agent, um, she follows some leads, finds Bing Partridge, finds like I guess where he's living, um, calls in for backup, 
and they say we'll be there in 20 minutes and she's like that's too long i'm going in <laughs> like <laughs> she clearly starlings that shit i thought the exact same thing i'm like this is some fucking starling bullshit like <laughs> starling my so office like, now <laughs> your badge and your gun on my desk <laughs> Love but the she, love the turtleneck sweatshirt combo though. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I don't know. I the I, I just I kept feeling like people were just making dumb decisions. This is like this is clearly a dumb thing to do. Mm. And like you're an FBI agent. Yeah. You just like you're just going fucking like lone wolf up in there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what, like you saw this guy. This guy easily weighs 350 pounds. What are you doing? <laughs> Um, so they get, you know, she finds him, uh, he, you know, they have a fight and she gets the shit kicked out of her. Uh, but she does get the upper hand and puts the handcuffs on Bing. Mm -hmm. Um, but just then Charlie Manx comes out of the shadows and like hits her with a hammer, um, in like the shoulder. Charlie is very hammer oriented, super hammer oriented. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know. What's the deal? It's like a it's it's a weird hammer too. It's not like a carpenter's hammer. It's like a like a rock hammer or something. It yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like the one end is a pick, basically. It's sharp. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's like it's something you might use to, I don't know, dig your way out of a prison, perhaps. Um so, so Manx hits her, uh and I don't know, he he keeps like uh, he's a very misogynistic kind of guy. He he keeps saying these awful things to these women, um, and he says something awful to her. I can't remember what it is, but she uh, she has a second gun and she pulls that out and she shoots him in the head. Not doesn't kill him, just sort of like uh, stuns him for a, yeah, a bit. Yeah, uh, he um, removes the bullet long himself. enough for her to get away. Yes, yeah, long enough for him to get away. Or her to get away, uh, but then I guess you know the the cops showed up late and Manx recovered from the bullet you know bullet wound and uncuffed Bing and they took off. Like this is like this is what I'm talking about. This is like this scene uh, adds nothing to the story really. You know, it takes the FBI agent like off the table, um, but it's not. Um, you know, she didn't die. She's okay. She'll be fine. Um, She's fine. Uh, and then, and then fucking Lou is back at the fucking cabin with the kid and Vic and Maggie, they go to see Tabitha. Um, they use the, the bike and her, her knife. And what's the, is the bridge called something? What is that? I think they just call it the bridge. All right. Well, she takes the bridge to they, they take the bridge to see Tabitha. Um, while she's there, she gets a call from Lou saying, "Like, um, oh, they call it the shorter way." Yes, the shorter way. That's it. Um, no, Lou calls and, and like, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, Vic says, uh, "Your Bing and uh, and Manx got away, and they're heading over there, and whatever." But instead of Vic saying, like, to the many, many FBI agents uh, that they're heading for my house, 
She just leaves, gets on the bike, and goes back to the house. Right. Um, right, because this isn't the kind of thing where it's like, uh, this story is so crazy you wouldn't believe me if I told you. They're murdering people in the normal way and kidnapping children right. in the normal way. <laughs> yes. Right. This is, this part isn't the... Uh, like this crazy supernatural stuff. Yeah, like you can we, leave the. You can involve the police in this part. Yeah, leave <laughs> like, the mind. Keep the mind palace to yourself. But you know that's outside right. their jurisdiction. But the the rest is fair game. <laughs> right. So I don't know. So she gets back to the house. Um. And that oh, we for, I'm sorry we forgot about the hourglass man. What the? Mm, I'm, and I'm so pissed. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Paul Schneider. At a certain point, yeah, uh, Charlie Manx goes to that like uh, that bar where other like demons and like um, holiday mascots hang out. Whatever, <laughs> other like monsters. Yeah, the Easter Bunny. Um, yeah, and he's talking to a guy, and he's like, "I want." I think he says he wants like a meeting with the Hourglass Man or face to face or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I don't do that, blah, blah, blah. But then he contacts the Hourglass Man, who is, what's the guy's name? Uh, his, his actual name, the actor? Yeah. Paul Schneider. Oh, Paul Schneider. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paul Schneider, who is definitely of, like, the same phenotype as Zachary Face. Quinto. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. weird that they got two guys who look that much alike to play... Yeah, it, closely related characters, not like blood relatives, it, just like they're doing kind of the same thing. Yeah, right. No, a hundred percent. They have like, I don't know. It it always weirds me out when people have like such similar faces and they're not like related. Yeah, <laughs> like what? What? They both look what like. We, what's happening here? They both look like um, el- like elegant dogs, like Afghan hounds or something. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, especially Schneider. Yeah. Um, I I think so, he is like. Yeah. I think he has a way. He is like a more handsome, normal version of Zachary Quinto. Less prep school, yeah. less boarding school. Yeah. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So he plays the hourglass, and he has like. For he has an hourglass. It, not an hour, though. Uh, that's like maybe 15 minutes, the thing that he has, right? Whatever. Uh, and it seems like he is in some sort of position of power in the hierarchy of demons and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asks for, Manx asks for his help. Um, and this guy can just, like, I guess, control other people using. Yeah, he, uh, he, time. he does like the Pomodoro <laughs> method on people. It's that well the pomodoro method is when you um to help yourself like focus on work you set a 15 minute timer then you work for 15 minutes then you set a five minute timer and then you take a little break but yeah basically he can control people for as long as it takes the sand in his hourglass to run out right Um, and then they shoot themselves in the head is that the rule? Like whenever they're done or is it, was he just like, then I want you to shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> he didn't say it. Um, that's just something that guy did. Hmm. Um, maybe it's just so implied. The, Cause in like, anytime anyone has that power, they're always like, shoot yourself. 
That's true. Right? Wasn't there another king thing where someone does exactly that? Yeah. Can't remember which one, right? No. Yeah. It's there though. It's we I remember talking about it. Oh wait. So yeah. Wait, yeah. It's not Mr. Mercedes, is it? No. No. Well, no. no it couldn't be. It couldn't pop. Brady Hartsfeld? Hartsfield? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no. Uh, it couldn't be. What the fuck? It's crazy. So, uh, uh, where were we? Uh, Manx. Uh, so, what, so, they go back to Grandpa's house. Uh, right. The Hourglass Man makes these two FBI agents uh, attack the house. They shoot the, uh, you know, cousin uh, in the leg, um, and there's a bit of a shootout. He shoots one of the agents. The other agent shoots himself in the head, um, and then Charlie Manx shows up with fucking Bing. And then there's this whole Rashomon episode. What the? Where it keeps flip flopping between perspectives. That? Oh my god! What? I hated it. <laughs> hated it <laughs> we it, it's truly just like okay so how would you explain the Rashomon episode for listeners who or like the that so, concept so it, it mostly takes place from the perspective of Vic and uh, Wayne so it keeps switching off there so Wayne is in uh, gets in the car uh you know, Charlie Manx's car or whatever. And, and each, uh, how, how do you explain this? So like, we'll follow, uh, Wayne inside the car and what he sees and all this stuff. And then it'll cut back and we'll go a little bit back in time and we'll get Vic's perspective on it. Um, and it, uh, it keeps like slightly overlapping with like the next person. It's like a link in the chain just keeps going. Right. But, uh, there doesn't seem to be any point in doing that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't, it, there's no like huge discoveries that we make from like different perspective. It's, it's just it's different camera angles. It's, yeah. It's just different camera angles. And like you find out, Oh, uh, what was uh, Wayne doing in the car while Charlie was beating Vic with a hammer? Uh, oh, well, he was screaming he was for his an- mom. Yeah, he was screaming for his mom while uh, while Bing like told him that he was a, a bad, a naughty boy told him, or whatever. Told him that he was going to bite him. He was going to bite his cheek off and spit it on the floor. Okay. Ooh, yes. We knew he that. was going to want to do something like that. So, great. Yeah. It honestly, <laughs> it know. felt like they were like, they were like, we don't, like the editor quit. Yeah. <laughs> that day. Right. That morning, and they were like, "Well, I guess, guess we just gotta." I guess we do a Rashomon. <laughs> we're just like, I guess we just use all the footage we got. <laughs> Jesus. So, I don't know. The like I said, the there's no like uh, huge. Um, I don't. Know, there, there's no big information that is we learn from the different perspectives thing. Uh, we see. Uh, Vic like jumps in the water. It keeps going back and forth, like who has the upper hand and whatever. It, Charlie's hitting her with this hammer. Then, um, you know, she she 
is able to like kick out his leg, grab the hammer, hit him, hit the car a few times. Uh, but then, you know, she can't open the door to get her son out and she can't break the window. And uh, Bing gets out of the car, starts shooting at her. Uh, she dives into the water because uh, they're on a lake and she's under there for a bit. She swims out to like this uh, buoy or whatever. And then uh, uh, she sees Lou. Lou is there, uh, but he gets knocked out pretty quick with like Bing's gas. Yeah. You know, whatever that, that he just like shoves the hose in your face yeah. <laughs> and everybody is immediately like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. <sighs> yeah. Hey, does this rag smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> um, so, uh, Lou, like from the lake, uh, Vic can see Lou run behind Manx and Bing and, He's going to try and get the kid out of the car. Uh, and then Manx uh, beats the shit out of him. Uh, so Again, like, so just gonna like take him to Christmas land. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take your ass to Christmas land. It's very <laughs> like, I think that's a great moment of of the show or like example of the show just being deeply unpleasant. Right. Like when right. Lou's getting yes. his face bashed against the glass from Wayne's perspective and you just see like like gelatinous blood smeared on the on the window when he falls to the ground like it's it's just like you know, brutal without any yeah, any it, any purpose at all no it yeah it's really it's brutal you know what else uh now that I'm thinking about it too like uh it, it's incredible. There's all kinds of stuff that's kind of like that. Not maybe not as brutal, but some of the stuff is as brutal as you know, Lou getting beat up and his head you know smashed into the car and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like along the way, there's just like a ton of unpleasant things that happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I it I just I know that the ending is not going to be satisfying in the way that it needs to be. Right. You know? Right. Once, once you've seen Bing and Charlie Manx, uh, just like do the most evil, like heinous kind of shit. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, well, I know. And like, and honestly, like that it in and of itself isn't really the problem. It's that the show kind of tries to do the same, like cat and mouse thing. It does in season one, which well, like, right. if, you know, it's like if if you're being like like okay, you're on the spaceship with the with the xenomorph or something, right? Like you're being Earth. Sure. It's it's the difference between being hunted by the predator and like Jason Voorhees, right? Like okay. one is a cunning enemy, and the other is just like like Charlie Manx is no longer pretending to any degree to be this sort of like affable Christmas man. He's just, they're just sort of like, fuck it. Let's get the kids. I, I need to like, the, I need to keep Christmas land running. And right. But it also feels like, uh, you're right. Cause like, <laughs> uh, he doesn't feel like the same sort of Christmas man as, as the season one. Um, but he still talks about Christmas so <laughs> yeah, much and it feels so, uh, uh, I don't know, contradictory to like everything. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just keeps talking about Christmas and I don't know that, uh, 
That's also my criticism of season one, though, is that he just keeps talking about Christmas. It's, it's so fucking annoying. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Especially when you realize, um, like, like I don't know. I think it's dumber that there that it holds any personal significance for him. Right. Like the fact that it's like his daughter was born on Christmas and it's so thin and they have this like little ritual with Christmas land. And he like, I don't know, whatever. I guess it's fine. So I'm just being a baby. So the daughter, right? Cassie, uh, Millie, who is now Cassie's the wife. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Millie, she, she sort of like, kind of the leader of the, all the little demon kids. Yeah, she's wearing Christmas like a, a jacket with epaulets. Like she's the Yeah. She's the Henerolissimo of the little kids. <laughs> she is. Um uh and then uh, uh, there's one episode where she like goes off wandering and she goes into a house and there's another person in there with like a really scratched up face. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell Oh, is that supposed it is, to, it's supposed to be, to be your mom? mom? Yeah, because there's a shot okay. when they're in the um, the wraith and uh-huh. um, Millie is eating her own mother um, where right. like the mom pops up for a second and her face is scratched up in the same way. OK, yeah. I must have missed that. All right. Um, so I guess like uh, her mom is also in Christmas land, just up in like tucked away in this weird house. I don't know. Um, but she, but so Charlie keeps coming back and she keeps, uh, like begging him to stay. And he, he keeps, he just keeps leaving to get more kids. <laughs> so, uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen there between Manx and Millie. Yeah. I think um, it's right. Like Millie's also, yeah, she's rediscovering the ghost of her mother or whatever. And like it. Right. I, I, in fact, don't wonder. I think it's pretty clear roughly what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're kind of, um, they're, they're telegraphing it a little bit, but maybe they are telegraphing it a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, uh, it, when, uh, it, one of the times when Bing is talking about going to Christmas land and he's like, I want to go on the rides and then eat all the gumdrops and blah, 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 on and on. And uh, Manx says something to the effect of, oh, don't worry, Bing. When we get there, there'll be a huge feast. Well, what he (laughs) it's it's very weird. And also, like this, this comes after a conversation where Bing is like, you keep kind of like dangling the carrot. You keep saying I'm going to get to go to Christmas land. And you're just you're just like taking your string me along. And then what he what. Manx says exactly is like it's something more like don't worry when you are finally inside of Christmas land there will be a huge feast right like it's something that's so (laughs) conditional and (laughs) right Uh, I wonder what this huge feast will be made of yeah Um, that's a that's a real that's a Joe that's a Joe Hill trope he loves when the villain for some reason like won't ever actually lie outright. They'll just like, yeah. Word things very trickily. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, um, it's not lying. It's just like the absence of the truth. (laughs) I never said that. I never said what I said. 
<laughs> yeah. If yeah. you were listening, if you were paying attention, what I said. Ah, this is my fault. I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very manipulative. I see. I see. <laughs> um. So, uh, what do we got? Um. So yeah, in the, that's like the last episode is that like showdown at Grandpa's house. Uh, it ends with. Wayne being driven off, uh, you know, by Charlie Manks. Um, Vic gets on the bike and chases chases the car down, and then out of nowhere, this white Escalade comes out and hits her on the bike. Uh, that turns out to be the Hourglass Man. Ah, we learned his other power: vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, which that, that we, was learned, the I was like, we learned that he's a dead shot with an Escalade. <laughs> you know, like Charlie Manx is like, oh, I got to call in a favor. I need a guy to <laughs> hit somebody with his car. Just wait <laughs> here. No, just, uh, probably like two hours, two to three <laughs> hours. I'll be back. No more than five hours. <laughs> so uh, she ends up going to the hospital. This is like in the last moments. She see like her dad is getting like uh, help with his gunshot wounds. Um, uh, but it looks like Lou is uh, in like way worse shape. He was talking uh, to Vic like before she took off on the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and now it looks like he's maybe dying, dying in a coma <laughs> or something. It makes sense. Like something. he was really getting his head smashed into a wind wind really hard, really really hard, really a lot of times. Um. It, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I actually I thought that scene like. Again, super bleak, kind of yeah. unearned for how bad the rest of the show is. I thought that yes. moment is like m- far and away the best acting we get from Ashley Cummings. Oh, what? When she's in the hospital? Yeah. When she finally like, you know, when the action is finally passed and like, you know, the the shock of yeah. the situation it, starts fading It's like away. the last five minutes of uh, Captain Phillips. It's... I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. for our previous he, discussion. Hangs. It is like the past, the last five minutes of Captain Phillips. It's worth, it's worth checking out those last five minutes. My, uh, <laughs> my friend told me he wasn't really trying to convince me. This is what happened, but he did tell uh-huh. me that that movie ended with, it's like, right. Cause what is it? It's like Captain Phillips. Like he's, he's coming back or whatever. And there's like, yeah, he's like walking down just like a line of people or whatever. And he says that yeah. at the end of the line of people, the camera shows a drum set and he sits down and just starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a better ending. I know. It's so it's funny. Like- it's like the funniest thing in the world. I never want to see the movie. <laughs> I, oh man! If the whole movie was exactly the same, but that was the ending, it would be. It might be the funniest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, yeah, uh, no, she, yeah, she is pretty good in that scene where she's like, kind of, uh, you know, all like uh, in shock and whatever. Uh, her mom, uh, she's there too to to console her. Yeah. Dude, and, I and honestly, I wish this show was just yeah. about her parents' really the failed relationship. 
Yeah. I love I these mean, two. I love one. both of them, and I would love to just watch them cook. I know. I, <laughs> there, uh, there is a good show in here about like their relationship. Yeah. You're right. Um, you know, you see it like from uh, beginning to end. Maybe like some sort of a uh, like uh, abusive alcoholic. Um, uh, what's the fucking the the show on? Uh, I, don't know. I have no idea. Abusive alcoholic. <sighs> No, no, no. Nobody's an abusive alcoholic on the show. It's the opposite of that. It's got Mandy Moore in it. This is us. The family show. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it could be like an alcoholic version of this is us <laughs> where they keep going like between the present and the past, uh-huh. you know, where we keep seeing like flipping back and forth. Uh, that would be a good show. I would watch that show. I would. And I would specifically watch these two together. Yeah, I like it. Um, what else, Dan? What else? Well, Anything we didn't really mention that, like, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, we talked about this season being set eight years after the first season, and mm-hmm. it's clearly only shot right after the first season, so, like, doesn't feel like time has passed. Like, you wouldn't know it except for the yeah. fact that the kid is eight years old and Vic has, like, <laughs> right. eight years worth of tattoos on her now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I don't know. That was kind of annoying, but one of the other like character developments speaking of the parents is that her dad has like gotten sober. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? And they haven't seen each other in like in that in that time. Yeah. And her her dad has never met Lou or Wayne. Yeah. Um I I actually so feel when like So they go to stay with him in the cabin that's like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. My memory of the first season is that like the thing we liked about it were was like the family stuff. Like we felt yeah. kind of I I think we felt like the supernatural, the Charlie Manx bullshit was just like kind of grafted onto what was otherwise just like a compelling family drama. So like right. we do get I feel like in that scene when she or that you know the she, scenes multiple where she shows up at her parents' houses um, we uh-huh. get a little bit of that, and I do think there's like an interesting conversation that gets kind of cut short. Where, um, I mean, first of all, it's just interesting that like her dad, her newly sober, mm-hmm. not newly sober, but like her now sober dad is like trying to help her work through this problem that he's responsible for. Yeah. If you, what, the alcoholism, yeah, stuff. yeah, he's sure. he's at least in part responsible for. Her. Oh yeah, I definitely. think that's very interesting and just like her sort of like resent her like moments of resentment where she's like, how come you couldn't have gotten sober when I was a kid? All and she, the way she's sort of like when he tells her she's sober, she's kind of like, good for you in a way that doesn't yeah. you know it's very loaded. She's like, no, I'm serious. Yeah, good for you. yeah that's yeah. good. Um, <laughs> yeah. That stuff, I think, is like, again, we're like, we're verging on something neat. Well, so this is, uh, I agree with you. I, this is the problem, I feel like, with this season. Like, so you have the parents' relationship, and they're like, it's these two uh, really good performances, right? And like, a lot of, you feel like a lot of history between them. Um, there, I don't know. There's just more there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. Um, 
then, you know, the idea is, you know, this trauma and, you know, the alcoholism and stuff has got passed on to Vic and the relationship that Vic and Lou have, um, even when it's like the most dramatic in quotations when it should be, I, it never, I never feel any sort of drama between them. Like even after she burnt the house down. Right. And he's like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm just like, I, this is not, I don't know. It, it just feels like very uneven or something like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I just don't feel anything coming from either one of them. I totally. don't know if it's like chemistry thing or what, but I think I don't know. It does. Yeah. I think it's a chemistry thing. And like, I just don't think, um, the guy who plays Lou is like, he just doesn't feel like dialed into the sort of like intense drama right. that this calls for. Like, do you remember the moment after he, um, after Charlie has banged his head against the car a bunch of times and um, Vic and her dad are there like kind of just like, you know, tending to him. And there's like that shot of him almost looking into the camera, telling her to go find him. But the way he says it is like so stupid. He's just like, yeah, find him. (laughs) I just don't know if he's cut out for it. It's a big, you know, there's a lot. It's, it's a, very it's a loaded, lot. Yeah. you know? Yeah. You're right. So, I don't um, know. God bless him. He yeah, plays I, like... I, he does play sweet dad guy really well. But... Yeah. Um, this calls for more than sweet dad guy. It does. Can't just be an SDG. Sometimes you gotta be an SDG. That's a sad dad guy. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I... So I don't know the the drama between the the parents. I think is just so much stronger than like anything that Vic and Lou are going through, um, even with all the supernatural stuff. I do like how supportive Lou is, though. Um, he is like, uh, you know, be- it, like he you know only experienced a a bit of this in uh, the last episode of season one, right? right? Yeah. Like he wasn't really uh, exposed to all this like supernatural stuff. So he just, he like uh, takes her at her word for all of this, mm-hmm. right? Like he just sort of believes her, which is nice. Yeah, um, definitely. And I do. And even uh, like, even the, even the thing with the burning the house down, I feel like could have been, he still could have been nice. It didn't have to be like this yelling kind of fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just needed more. Yeah. Uh, agree. Sorry. No, I mean, I was going to give another example of where it needed more, which is um, that that moment where they have that conversation where he's like, he's like, would you have chosen to be with me if I hadn't come to you at that yeah. moment in your life? If I hadn't saved you, like saved right. your life, would you feel this way about me? And she right. just kind of gives him like a sweet little reassurance. And I do just feel like it calls for for more that's like a very valid question and the answer is not as simple as a yes or no right and she's just kind of like you know what i don't know but i'm glad i did choose you i'm just like boops him on the nose (laughs) yeah and then she asks the same question and he doesn't answer Mm -hmm. um which like (sighs) 
again, if the, if he's trying to express like his doubts about her, I, I just don't see it coming through at all. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, because I don't know. Like, obviously, he's also you know a quote unquote person, right? He's a character, um, so yeah. he has his own motivations. But like, it does. It doesn't feel like it's getting harder for him, except for when he's like, "You actually have to try this time." Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I but don't know. also, I don't know. Maybe in in, in defense of that choice and that like writing and performing choice like he's clearly the type of guy who just like keeps a lid on it until he can't deal with it anymore right like he acts like everything's fine until it's just so not fine yeah um oh i thought it was i know that we want to hang on to bing so that you know he can feed bing to the kids at christmas land um it was a little, a little annoying when uh, the grandfather, uh, when he shoots Bing, right? Oh yeah, and, like he just hits him in like the leg. Grandfather like, Evan you... Moss Bacharach. Yeah, yeah. It was like I don't know. Where, you were, you were in the army, weren't you? Like you're a better <laughs> shot than that. Like you could have, like, or like this guy put him down. At your family, go put him down. Right. End him. Put him down. <laughs> you got to put him down. Right. Like, I, I, that was just like, I was like, why would you just like, uh, why would you do that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that was, I don't know. That was just like, maybe that's nitpicky, but it's dumb. No, to me. no, I agree. I agree. Um, what else? What else, Dan? Uh, Rob, I'll tell you. It. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I feel a little tapped. I think we covered all the big stuff. Um, yeah. There, I'm. I guess curious to see what happens. I don't think it's going to pay off. Just that's, I think we are in agreement on that, that however, this, you know, series, the the climax is going to be so underwhelming. I know. I know. know. Um, Uh but you know, I am, I'm a little bit curious to see if the, if the way it's structured is sort of just like, this was all set up and the rest is all payoff. But I think more likely we're going to get like a weird <laughs> bottle episode set in yeah. Zachary Quinto, like fully set in his, you know, like youth or whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> some such bullshit. And yeah. yeah, I don't know, but we won't, we also won't do segments this week, right? We're going to save all that. Yeah. We'll save part all that. two. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob. So. Also, now that we've gotten yeah. to the end of things, I want to um, invite the listener to do sort of like, uh, you know, like you, you put on Dark Side of the Moon with Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. If our listeners want to sync up this podcast with the first half of game six of the... Uh, NBA <laughs> divisional playoffs between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. I uh, I felt my energy spiking and dipping as the game progressed. <laughs> Is that what was going on? Yeah. There? So yeah. the, the sharp turns from, I fucking hate this show too. This show is actually really good. Um, no, that, I mean, that didn't actually happen, but 
Yeah. yeah. I, look, I had it open in the corner. I had to know what was going on. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to pick up. We'll, we'll reach. We're reaching the conclusion of Nosferatu. Nos in for two weeks. Uh, two. Nosferatu. Um, Steve Burrell. All right, guys. All right. So until next time. Yep. I'm Dan. I am Rob. And what's our sign off when we do this? Um, I think we've just still been saying Stephen King. Um, what, if, what if we do Stephen King's boy? <laughs> okay. All right. Stephen right. King's, King's boy. Boy. We'll work on it. Bye.